amazing. And when I was in college, I never once thought about being married, ever, and having my own family. But some of them are doing that. More power to you guys. Amen to you. No doubt about it. And the teens, we got the teens as well, but they're part of the families for sure. In different places, you're different places financially as well. You know, some of you still have diapers and formula. And that's awesome. Some of you are thinking, that's not awesome. I'm tired of paying for this. Well, just you wait a second here, and you'll be happy for that for sure. Some of you got kids in sports, and you're paying for sports. I feel like you pay for every sport in Texas, and you pay a lot in Texas, no doubt about it. We came here, we thought, oh, my gosh, I got to get a third job just to pay for that right there. Some of you have uh, kids that are in high school, a little bit older. And, boy, when they get into high school, I never thought it would cost me this much. But it does. And then, then, then there's the cars and more sports, and then, and then college hits. And right about then, you're praising God for the diapers and the formula. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'd love to be back in diapers and formula era right there. Now, I know someday when I'm a grandparent, I can, I can enjoy them and then give them back. I'm looking forward to that for sure. That's going to be fun times. I know, you know, Mark and Connie, I see how excited they are when they get to go see their grandchildren or their grandchild. Granddaughter, yes, exactly. He was quick on that one for sure. I didn't have to ask him. He's like, granddaughter, and her name is, and she was born at this time, and she weighed this much, and I know exactly every little hair on her head because that's how much she loves us. This is family. We're family here, and that's exactly what we're talking about. But it's not just that. It's how we're aligned as well. Some of our families just, they're not really that close. Some of our families are, are really tight. Maybe some of you fall right in between there somewhere. I don't know where you're at, but you do. And as I look around, I realize this. God has put each one of these families here for a reason. He's designed this. He's planned this for years and years and years, long before we ever were here. He thought about you being right here in the DFW church. And for just a few minutes here, I just want to share just a few snippets of what it means to be family and to have a family. Look in your Bibles in Joshua chapter 24. Chapter 24, verse 14. It says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. You know, when I was in college, I had a buddy, he and I used to always quote this scripture. Sadly enough, though, we would quote it in reference to, you know what, yeah, we just did something wrong, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We mocked God when we, when we quoted this scripture. And honestly, when I was in college, I didn't really fathom how much the scripture would mean to me later on in life. As for me and my house, we shall serve 
the Lord. Yeah, I grew up with a family. I had sisters, half-sisters. I had a mom and a dad, a great family. I loved it. But it never really crossed my mind. And honestly, it was the furthest thing from my mind to think about, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so I look at this scripture and I think, wow. And then I became a Christian. I was single. And we've got a lot of singles here. And maybe some of the singles aren't even thinking along those lines as well on the campus. But you know what? Stick around. One of these days, maybe God's got that in plan for you. And maybe he doesn't. But if he does, glean what you can from these opportunities for sure. You know, I look at the fact that I am and have a family now. And I'm a husband. And that word husband means a whole lot. The actual definition or word verbiage is house band. And as the house band, I'm the one who's called to hold it all together. That is my role. That is my job. That's exactly what I do. And I'm married as a husband to my wife. Let me tell you, I don't know how Solomon did it having 700 because I love my wife. And I'm grateful for just my one wife. I wouldn't want more than that. That's all I need is her. She does, and she completes me. I know that's a quote from a movie, a cheesy quote indeed. And as I said it, it came out of my mouth. I'm like, please come back. Come back. <laughs> but my marriage, you know, my wife, she needs me. She needs me to be more romantic for her. She needs, yeah, some of you are like, <laughs> yeah, my wife does too. She needs to be more, be more thoughtful, to think outside the box, to think differently. Because I'm the one who can meet her needs. Nobody else can. And she's not going to go anywhere else to try and get her needs met. Because she's given her life to God first and foremost. And so if I'm not meeting her needs, who else will? As the husband. And I'm not only a husband, but I'm a dad as well. And I've been a dad for 18 years. Now, I've got three kids, 22. Come talk to me later. Not today, but come talk to me later. And I'll explain that one to you. 22, 17, my daughter's 17, Tristan. And my youngest son, Trey. My oldest son is Tim. But I'm a dad. And I know that pales in comparison to some of you in who have been dads longer than that. But as the dad of the house, I set the tone for the house. It's my role and responsibility to set the tone. And God, even right now, this week and the past weeks, have been he's been calling me higher in things that I really need to change. You know, one of the reasons we came here to Dallas was so that I could get some great challenges in my life from some guys like Mark and Todd and Bill Hooper and some of these other guys that challenge and encourage me to be a better dad, to be a more committed dad. And in my house... My wife and my kids, I'm here to set the example of how to pray, why I pray, who I'm praying to, how I respond to life when the challenges come my way, how I have a marriage. My kids see how my marriage is. They know all about it. I've got a big responsibility. Quite frankly, sometimes that responsibility, dads get there, husbands, I know you feel me here. It's overwhelming. And if it's not overwhelming, quite frankly, I'm just not sure you're trying. How am I doing in this? You want to know? Ask them. 
That's my litmus test right there. You want to know how I'm doing as a family man, as a father, as a husband? You go ask them. I'm positive they'll tell you how I'm doing. They won't hold back at all. You know, dads, I think it's time for us to ask others in our life to go ask our family how we're doing as dads and as husbands. How are we doing? As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. You know, I don't just see dads out here. I don't see just see husbands. I see wives as well. And I'm grateful for our wives because they do a great job of coming right alongside of their husbands and, and leading alongside of them and doing what needs to be done to be the great helpmate that they are. But not only are they wise, but they're great mothers as well. And we have a lot of those for sure. What a role you guys play in the family. You know, the other day I heard, a, heard an example, a, a, a story, not a story, but uh, this, uh, this, this situation where Hallmark said, listen, we're going we're gonna to take uh, some of these penitentiaries and we're going we're gonna to give these inmates Mother's Day cards. And they didn't know how this was going to turn out. And so they brought the Hallmark cards, they brought the Mother's Day cards to the uh, penitentiaries, to the jails, and they were overwhelmed by the fact that over 99% of all the inmates took some of the Mother's Day cards. And then when they got right down to it, they realized that about 97% of them actually sent out the Mother's Day cards. That's a testament to how moms are in our lives, is it not? Because then they thought, wow, this is such a, a great thing that we did here. It, it was so successful. We're going to do it with Father's Day as well. So they brought their Father's Day cards to the jails. It didn't work at all. I think they said about 2% took the cards and about none sent them. It's probably one of the reasons why when they pan the cameras to those guys on the football field, they say, hi, Mom, or I love you, Mom. Why? Because moms do a phenomenal job of loving up on their kids, but dads, 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 we've got to step our game up here. We've got to take it to the next level. Let me get back here to the scripture just for a second. In Joshua 24, 15, the first part of that, he says, choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom you will serve. You know, Joshua was doing some speaking here for God. And the book he wrote, and he's laying it out to the Israelite nation. He's saying, look, guys, you got to get it together. you got to get some things on straight here. Quit messing around with all these other gods that you've got on the side here. And focus on the God. Make a choice, he says. But then he goes even further. He says, make it now. Don't just wait. Don't just think about it. Figure it out right now and make the choice now. Because these other gods were getting in the way of everything. You know, there's any other gods, all these other gods thing, it's, it's, it's a big deal and it's a lesson unto itself. And I really don't have enough time to really delve into that. But suffice to say, I'm absolutely sure that in our lives, we set the example for our kids, and they see when we put other gods in front of God himself. Is that not true? Just how seriously do we take 
this. I know we have many families in this room. This is God's room right here. In this room that take seriously setting the example, being the example. But there are some who don't take seriously enough the examples we show by the priorities we set. I.e. I.e. Going after the almighty dollar. Oh, you know, it's football season right now. How many of you have missed coming to church on Sunday just to stay home for football? You know, there's a a lot of examples I could throw out there, and I don't want to belabor the point. But suffice to say, God has given us a role as moms and dads, as husband and wife, to set the priorities right. You know, this is a great priority right here that we got going on this morning. Choose this day whom you will serve. You can say all day long that God is number one in your life, but your kids see what's real. Because didn't you see it when you were growing up? Didn't you see it in your parents? So all of a sudden we're going to fool our kids? We're not fooling them. They see where your priorities lie. And understand this. More is taught than is taught. More is taught than is taught. You know, I want to step a little bit further out here now, just for a minute. Because we have our immediate families. But the scripture goes even further, and I think Joshua meant even more by it than just as for me and my family, specifically who is in his immediate family. What he also meant was, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord for sure. And that's exactly what we have here. We've got one big, huge family right here in this room. And when I came up out of the waters of baptism, when I got baptized in the ocean in San Diego at La Jolla Beach, I saw all those People standing there smiling, clapping, singing. That was my family and blood, in the blood of Christ. And then when I moved to Colorado Springs with my family, we joined another family right there, and we all became a big, happy family. And it wasn't always easy in that family. There were some challenges in that family. And let me tell you, it was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. And sometimes that's what family is. But we fought for it. We stayed committed to each other. And then I had the blessing of moving here to Dallas. And now I've got a whole bunch more family. i got family like the Hoopers. Which Hoopers, you say? All of them. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them, for sure. you got family like the O'Quins, Shade and Sally and their family over there. I'm grateful for those families. We've got a whole lot of families right here that are in each other's life. As for me and my house, you know, this is my house right here. This is my house. And when I say this is my house, I'm not saying this is my house as I'm in charge. I'm saying this is my house, and I need to take ownership of this house. And I just want to throw this in here real quick as a quick Punch to the body blow. You know, remember that Mike Tyson video game way back in the day? Body blow, body blow, uppercut. Well, this is kind of a body blow right here. I think some of us don't take ownership of this house. And it's a shame. Because as I look around, I see such 
a blessing to be a part of that. What a joy it is to be able to get the help that I get with my marriage, with my kids, with my life, with the things that I have going on, the challenges, the struggles that I face for sure. You know, God, God gave me my family, Laura and the kids, for others to see my family, for others outside in the world who don't know what it means to have a relationship with God, so they could see our example. Let me tell you, we fail at times. But I dare say that God has put us in places so that people could see our family, so that they could come and see my family. And I want to close out just real quick before we take the Lord's Supper here. A story about a couple that we know in Las Vegas, the Geron family. Some of you might know about them. The Gerons are great friends of ours. And they've got a daughter by the name of Key. And we've known Key for many years from doing camps over the years in the Southwest. And we spent time with them. But one day Key and her friend decided to go out on a hike. And in Vegas, if you've ever been to Vegas in the summer, it's hot. And they decided not to bring any water with them. And Key got heat stroke, passed out. They had to fly her to the hospital. She was in the hospital for many weeks, and at one point they thought she was going to get better. And then one day her body just shut down and she died. 18 years old. Let me rephrase that, 18 years young. 18 years young, her whole life ahead of her. And as a parent, you don't ever expect, much less want, to outlive your children. You know, the Gerons, because they have God in their life and such a great family around them to support them, were able to walk through that, work through that, and stay close to God through the whole thing, so much so that their neighbors saw it and started coming to church because of it. So much so that people in Key's life from years past saw it, started coming to church, and just this last week, they baptized one of those people. You see, our families play a huge role in advancing the kingdom of God. Our families lead others to get to know our family so that we can all be a family one day in heaven with God. So that not only do we get to enjoy this time, but someday when we die, Someday when we go to be with God, we can sit there, stand there, bow there, and all worship together. You know, Jesus died and gave his life for that, for our family. Right now, we're going to take the Lord's Supper, and what a blessing that is to be able to do that. As a community, as a body, but as one big family. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, as we pray to you this morning, as we praise your name, God, we are we, we're just we're in awe of what you've done right here in Dallas.